Welcome to Divorce Etc. hosted by us, the ex-experts. We're here to give you all kinds of information and tips on everything divorce. Plus, we're asking a lot of the questions that you may not even think of or know to ask, but we know because we've lived it, so we get it. We're Jessica and TH. Welcome to today's episode. We're super excited to have with us today, Fiona Kong, who is the founder of Home Sweet Homes Co-Parenting Journal and Planner, which is a creative and super helpful way for divorced parents to stay on track when the kids are moving back and forth between homes. Welcome to the podcast, Fiona. Thank you both so much for having me. Welcome. So this is obviously a very common situation for uh, divorced parents, you know, having to keep things in check when the kids are moving back and forth. So I'm curious to know how this idea came to you. Did you, were you looking for something you couldn't find it? What was the situation behind that? Yeah. So um, when my son was, when we separated, my son was two and a half at the time. Um, it was three and a half when I first noticed him, you know, they're being more aware, they're able to communicate. And I just felt like he needed something to help him as he went back and forth between homes. And I really wanted more communication with my co-parent about what he was doing, because all these little things that in their lives matter so much, right? Like, you know, even when they're pooping, what they're eating, like you want to know. Um, so I actually was not didn't even have a clue what I wanted to make. It was just like, I had this problem and I was, it just kind of sat with me and I was looking online for really anything that could help. And I was like, wow, there's nothing out there made for kids. There's co-parenting apps uh, made for parents, you know, there's books, but there wasn't anything made specifically for children. Um, so it, it just like sat with my heart and I was like, I don't even know what I'm going to do. Um, one day I was at a dollar store and I saw this little planner. I'll show it to you. Like okay. it was like $2 and I was like, okay, this is cute. I'll buy it. And I started writing in like a little memory of for the day. Okay. Um, so it was, and I asked my co-parent if he would also participate and do the same. So we could, you know, just a, a way for us to stay connected and stay in touch. Um, and he luckily said yes. And it just became this really useful tool for us. Um, and we, I started adding in stickers when my son did, you know, great things. And it just evolved to, you know, like a diary, you know, a planner and kind of like just such a useful tool. And um, so let me uh, ask you, it's, I mean, it's obviously the parents, especially if you have a two and a half or a three and a half year old, the parents are the ones that are writing in the book, but as is the idea that as the child gets a little bit older, they're contributing to it, they're reading it. Is it being read to them? Because it, the idea is that it's like for the kid to kind of be able to know what they're doing and where they're going. So how, what's the involvement on the, like the child level? Yes, I'm actually experiencing that right now because my son's four and a half now. And every night, you know, he, it's part of our routine now. He pulls out his journal and he's able to, we talk about like, we're like, oh, what was the best thing about today? And, you know, he'll say something and we have a, how we, there's a feelings exercise. I was like, how did you feel today? And he'll sometimes he'll circle like happy or mad. And so it really grows with the child. Um, I think as, you know, he's not able to write by himself, but he's able to draw. And those things are all captured in here, which I'm like, this is so beautiful because it becomes a memory book for them in the future. So 
I'm just being devil's advocate here because I didn't have the kind of relationship that you have with your son's um, father. And so certainly you need to have good communication with, you know, the child, the, you know, with the other person, the other parent um, in order for this to work, because you don't want your child to see things that they shouldn't see. And obviously you're going to look at it first, but I would, I also, I remember that my ex-husband and I went to see somebody to kind of like coach us, like what happens when he has the kids all weekend? Like, what do I do? And she said, you're, you're not existent, which by the way, I don't agree with, but that was the advice that I was given. So like, it's all on him. He does everything. It's his time. That's like, that's it. And now there's, there are all these co-parenting apps and so many other great tools, like what you have also, and what you have is tangible, which I think is really important. Um, but there was also like, I felt like a helicopter mom because I really was a single parent for my children for many years before we even separated. So it was like a control thing, like, wait a second you're taking them and you need to do this and that and A and B and C and blah, 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 blah. So do you have outlines in your journal that keep, like almost like coach you on what to say? So you don't put too much information out there. You don't like, you know, put all of your issues <laughs> in the journal. Yes. So like it gives you hints like, um, you know, so any food allergies this week, any birthdays this weekend, any activities this week? Like, do you kind of frame it so that you can control, you know, the amount of information that goes in there for, you know, eventually your son's going to be reading it. He might go back and like read what you guys wrote. Yes. Yes. Thank you for bringing this up. I think this is a very important topic because I don't feel like this is for everyone. If there's a situation where, you know, your co-parent or things will be used against you. If you have a highly, you know, things, if you're in court, maybe I, I, I feel like you don't want to have stuff written down. Um, I think it's, I do say, keep in mind, this is for your child. This is not for you to air out your stuff at all. This is just for your child. So, you know, whatever dates are in here, it's like for everybody. Um, and I do have some guidelines and I do say you should talk to your co-parent about, you know, having some general rules about, you know, maybe no negativity, you know, keep it positive. Um, but then I think I'll also have like a week by week, you know, email to everyone that purchased it, just kind of like talking to them through um, how to use it. That's really smart. So tell us a little bit about your own background, because again, like as TH mentioned, and as you, you said before, your, um, your co-parent is totally on board and willing to do this. So you clearly have somewhat of an amicable situation. Can you give us a little bit of the background? Um, yes. Um, well, uh, on our co-parenting relationship or just my childhood? Uh, on your story, because I think that when people are listening, it's like it's relatable and it yeah. kind of like helps people understand where you were coming from. And they may be like, oh, that's totally where I am, too. And kind of, you know, understand gotcha, it gotcha. a little better. Um, my co-parent and I, we um, had dated for five years and we ended um, things, I would say, like, it wasn't on the worst of terms um, okay. when things we were in therapy and that's kind of where we decided to part ways. So it was mutual. 
Um, and it was very like business-like. That was how I would characterize our relationship. Like, it was, so we weren't having the best communication, you know, right off the bat. It was not like that at all. I think it took time where, you know, we both had to reflect on what had happened and really come to terms with our role in, you know, like how things ended. Okay. So I, yeah, I do think that, um, you know, it definitely takes a lot of work, you know, just like a marriage does being a co-parent takes a lot of work. For sure. I mean, in, in, in a lot of ways, almost more because now you have, you know, you, you have to divide it all up and you have to figure out and also figure out how not to micromanage. I totally can relate to what TH is saying. I think that it's probably fair to say more moms feel that way than dads. But I was literally having a conversation last night where I was talking about um, when my kids were a little bit younger, I had found out that not uh, infrequently they were being permitted to have sleepovers with friends on school nights when they were with their dad. And when I found that out, I, I was like, no. I mean, just no, that's a hard no for me. And I could not understand these other, the other families that were letting it happen either. And I remember my ex Darren being like, look, this is my, the kids are with me. And, and, I, and I'm gonna decide what they can and can't do when they're with me. And it was a hard, pill to swallow for me to, to understand that I can't micromanage what's happening when they're at his uh, apartment. And so the idea of being able to know what's, and, and a lot of times I would find things out after the fact. So I love the idea of the co-parenting journal because I feel like it would also give a parent insight into sort of what's going on, whether you want to try to control it or not is sort of irrelevant, but just to know kind of what's happening on those weekends without you and those days without you. Yes. It's a really, you know, you still want to stay involved in your child's life, even though you're whatever percentage of time you have them. I, I want to know as much as I can, regardless of with they're with me or not. Right. Have you found anything surprising in your interactions through the journal that you wouldn't necessarily have otherwise expected? Um, my son is not overly communicative, but as I said, like having the daily feelings exercise where he is able to circle how he feels has been really like moved him up in like emotional intelligence because he just will like, he already knows what he's going to do, what he's going to circle and he's ready to talk about it. And you know, of course I encourage him to say, whatever you feel is fine. Um, but you know, he talks about when he's mad and I, I love that. So, um, and also having the affirmations in there, like each month starts off with the affirmation. Um, and one of them is mistakes help me learn and grow. And he's been able to say things in his real life where I, I once told him, I made a, like mama made a mistake on something. And he's like, it's okay. You know? So I was like, wow, <laughs> like, this is where he got it from. So definitely a lot of development on, you know, his end, which I'm really, I'm really proud of. So that is really critical because my kids were eight, six, and four when I separated and now they're old. <laughs> and, um, you know, we didn't have these kinds of tools. It was like, are you sending your kids to therapy? Or like one of my kids was having serious panic attacks at night. I took her to a neurologist. I was like, well, I just need to make sure she doesn't have a tumor. But meanwhile, it's like the stress of it all. And now there are so many great tools like what you have here 
to allow kids to start understanding their feelings and knowing it's okay. You can be mad, you can be angry, you can be happy, you can be mad at me, you can be mad at him, but we do have to talk about it because otherwise they just like suck it down. And I think that I know that that was a big problem for me with my relationship and my marriage. If, if you don't acknowledge it, then it doesn't exist, but don't be fooled. It will come out. And Jessica and I had a conversation, I think just in the last two weeks about kids really being serious collateral damage when a couple separates. Oh, great. I'm free. I can start again. I'm going to get a job. Great life. Blah, 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 blah. And the kids will just, you know, they're resilient. Kids bounce back. It's not a problem. It is a problem, actually. It, it really can, is. A it can be a problem. It can be a problem, right? It's not for everybody. It can right. be a problem. Um, just their ability to recognize their feelings so that they can communicate. I mean, in the simplest form, like, you know, you just can't keep masking it. So I think that your prompts and your check-ins and your um, validations and stuff like that that you have in this book are, are already going to teach them, you know, hopefully at a very young age, how to do that. And, you know, they don't want to upset mommy and they don't want to upset daddy. And they want to go to both of your homes and they're going to be like perfect little angels as best they can be in each other's homes. But that's so not normal, always the case, you know, not every day is great. Not every day do they feel happy. So I think this is a really great tool. Can you take us through like, you know, some of the rules that you started to talk about? And then also I want to hear like, what is a day's entry on that journal? Oh, yeah, um, I would love to. Um, some of the rules that I have are just um, like, you know, establish like who can see this journal. Um, I think it's really important that the child feels like they have a safe space to talk about what they want to talk about and not worry about, you know, oh, you're going to show this to sister or grandparents. I, I just think that there's some level of privacy and respect on all ends that needs to happen. Um, and then I think the parents, like, this is where I, I think it gets tricky. Just the parents need to have a conversation about this. I, I just feel like, you know, going in blindly, like, we're just going to write in stuff. Like, that's not like the best idea. Just, you know, um, uh, you know, there's always going to need to be ground rules about like, you know, as I said, one of the rules in ours is like, just, we focus on the positive. Like we never, you know, write anything that's negative I guess um, we talk about that you know um, in person but I guess just always keep in mind that this is for your child and you know your words have you know they mean something so mm -hmm. whatever you write in here you know just always keep that in mind that you know your child it'll always be in here it's written <laughs> so is the idea for the kid to go back and read the entries? I could, I do. I, I look back at the entries and it's really fun to see, um, you know, in this first journal, like when I look at our very first entry, it's, um, you know, we, we talked about Emil going to, you know, uh, his, my co-parent, he wrote, Emil did caca on the toilet. It's the size of a cherry. <laughs> like he was just learning to be potty trained. And it's like, 
you know, it's like, that's the stuff you talk about because it's <laughs> so those are the kind of things. It's like little details, but they matter, you know, these little. But now that he's a little older, what are, what are your what are the entries like? Yeah, we put um, so August um, we put that, you know, we congratulated him on finishing preschool and, you know, we congratulated him on starting like his new big school. And we, we say like, we're very proud of you. Um, at the end of the month, I actually have some pages and I actually made a little scrapbook for August. And I put in some pictures of him at his old school, his last day and a picture of his new school. And we both like, we'll write a note for him. So um, it's really, you know, journals are so open-ended and there is no wrong way of how to use it. And that's the beauty of it. I'm curious to know if um, if any part of it is like the schedule. I mean, I remember for my son when he was younger, um, one of the things that I learned about him when he was probably about four years old was like his need to kind of know what was coming next. He didn't react that well if I was like, okay, time to clean up. We're leaving now. Like I, I, I learned that over the, I think actually through TH, I learned that over the course of maybe the half an hour before we were leaving, I kind of had to keep going in and giving him like five minute prompts to sort of get him prepared for whatever was coming next. Mm-hmm. And I, we, you know, we had a nanny that we'd had since my son Jake was born and she was like the steady uh, going back and forth with my kids, the consistent presence in their lives between mine and their dad's apartments. But it was also, I think my kids didn't necessarily always know they go to school in the morning. They don't know it's Tuesday. You know, they don't know it's Friday. So they didn't necessarily always know in their own heads, where are they going after school? What's happening with that? I'm curious if the journal sort of lays that out. So the kids themselves know what their routine is going to be. Yes. Um, so the weekly format, um, uh, I mean, obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see, but each day has their schedule. So it says today I am with, and then we just write it down here. So every day he, you know, we could, we fill it out. We try to fill it out in advance. So he knows, um, but he's the one actually filling it out now and he's able to reference it by himself. So. Can you show us some of the other sections? Um, yeah. So each month starts with the affirmation. So I am okay. loved. And then there's a parent child reflection. So um, the child um, activity would be, I love myself because, and then the parents would be, we love you because, and both the parents can participate or one of them can, you can switch off um, the weekly spread. And then in the beginning, I just want to show you really quick. Like um, it begins with, I am unique. And then they have, you know, their favorite, you know, just little tidbits about them. Um, it actually is almost like, I hate to age ourselves. It's like a baby book. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you make him write part of it, which is so much better. So much better. <laughs> I know. So much pressure. By the time I had my third kid, I was like, oh my God, Ugh. this thing's empty. The first four pages. I got to go yes. back and fill it in. Samantha's got like four baby books. Allie's got two. Jason's got half of one complete. Right? Oh my God. I, I know. I haven't been good about that. Um, but there's like sections where they can keep lists of like, you know, their birthday wishes. Um, and then I, I really want to just show like there's like their medical history, like emergency contacts, right. because I was thinking, I was like, what if my kid doesn't know what to do? He needs that information too. And, you know, we leave it up to the parents, but I'm like, no, my son needs to know like all these things about himself. 
Especially um, if he has like a food allergy or something to say, I can't eat nuts. Like yes. let him say that a hundred times. Yes. And so let's like- be honest, not all of the parents always know all of that information. Like my ex would call me and be like, wait, who's their pediatrician? Who's Jake's allergist? Like, so it's great to actually have that all that information there. So if that, if they are at the other parent's house, they have all of those resources literally at their fingertips. Yes. And the fact that it goes with your child, it's like your child and the parent will always have it. Right. That's the, that's the, was the thinking, because I was like, I'm not, you know, like I kind of struggled to keep everything in one place. And I was like, I think if parents do, they leave out their child in that process. Right. For sure. For sure. So tell us, tell us how long does the journal take you through? Is it six months? Is it a year? And what's the right age group to use this journal with? Yeah. So it is an undated planner. Um, So it lasts for a whole year. Um, and you know, I started, you know, this version is the OG version. We started when my son was three and a half. Um, but I think four is more appropriate, like to start, you know, obviously parents will do more of the writing and I think even five, I don't really know when kids start to write. (laughs) I'm not, we haven't, we're not there yet. Um, but yeah, (laughs) They can draw and they, they like stickers and colors. So no, this is like, he's participating, he's actively participating right now. And, you know, even just thinking about it. So I don't think it's too young for a four-year-old. I think it's great for a four-year-old. And it's quality time. You've like created an activity for each parent. Like Sometimes the other parent is like, God, I don't even know what to do today, you know, with whoever. And you've given them an activity. Let's fill in your feelings. Let's fill in your whatever. Let's go do something great and come back and write about it. I mean, you've, you know, you've created a thing for them to do together to help them bond. Yeah. There's like weekly activities that relate to the affirmation too. So one of them's like, I'm kind to all. And then, you know, we list out all the kind things. So I'll, I'll always go back if I know there's an affirmation for it, you know, cause you can always go back and, you know, um, you're not just limited to that month. And we just collect all these memories into here. Um, and then in our last conversation, you said you might be working on something for older kids. Is that still in the pipeline? Um, I'm going to see how this works first. You know, this has been a whole monster of a project just doing it as a single parent so I would love to I mean as I don't have a teenager but I've been asked already like would you have one for teenagers and I think um you know I would love to think about that and you know help you know cross if I cross that bridge like I would love to help solve that problem for um single parents with teenagers or they might have to just wait eight or nine years (laughs) as a teenager so you can live through it and then identify better what the needs are (laughs) But um, I think this is just really a great resource. And I know when we first spoke before the podcast, I was asking you, why aren't you doing this on an app? And the more I hear about like a tangible, something to hold, something to carry with you, um, a project to work on, because, you know, when it's all online, it kind of like disappears. I mean, really, like it's somewhere on your phone. It's somewhere else. It's not sitting next to your bed. It's not in your backpack. 
So I, you know, the more I think about it, I just, I think it's awesome to have something to hold on to, especially for younger kids, show them responsibility, you know, taking care of this, it's important. Where did you put it? I mean, you're teaching kids so much and you are also really coaching parents on how to co-parent without drama. And how to communicate because you're in a sense being, I hate to use the word force because that's such an aggressive word, but you're kind of being forced to be able to relay the stories and the anecdotes and kind of the details of how your weekend or how your night went with the kid for the other parent to hear. And it's so nice to be able to feel like you're looped in and you know what they were doing when they weren't with you. So it really is just a great resource. Thank you. Yeah. I also think it kind of holds us to a higher standard. You know, if you know your co-parents reading this, and I'm not trying to show him up or it's not a competition, but you know, like we are both accountable for the things we do with our child and it's in here. And I want my co-parent to know I'm doing my best, you know, even though it's hard, I'm doing my best and I want him, I expect the same from him. Yeah. It's really wonderful. We, I, you know, we appreciate that you created it. We love the idea of people taking situations in their own lives and using that as kind of a learning experience and moving forward and paying it forward, which is exactly what you're doing, which is exactly what we're doing with X experts, you know, using that divorce experience to share with others and help sort of create solutions for it. So Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, anyone out there listening, the Home Sweet Homes Journal um, and all of Fiona's information is going to be on our website on the X Experts page. So go check it out and um, and you can buy one directly for yourself. Thanks, Fiona. Thank you both, Jason and Jessica. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Divorce Etc. with the X Experts. We really hope this episode was helpful for you in getting information you need and feeling empowered to get through it. And always remember there are so many of us just like you. Now please hit the subscribe button so you always get new episodes and please rate and review us. You can also check out our website filled with free resources at xexperts.com. Follow us on social on Instagram and Facebook and send us an email to let us know your thoughts or any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about. See you next time.